What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Inside D3 Show, a show that gives you an inside look at Division III's finest student athletes, coaches, faculty, and staff. I'm your host, Morgan Cheatham. Thank you guys again for joining us, whether it's your first time or your hundredth time. We appreciate it nonetheless. Be sure to follow us on our website at InsideD3.com. You can check out our latest story on some of the Division III athletes that have recently signed NFL contracts. It's written by my guy Sam, so definitely be sure to check that out. Follow us on all of our social media platforms. Our Twitter and Instagram are at D3Inside. Our Facebook is Inside D3. Our YouTube is Inside D3 Athletics. And you can watch all of our videos on there as they drop. If you don't want to see my pretty face every week, you can check out our podcast on iTunes, Anchor, and Spotify. All of our episodes will be out on there as well, so you can listen to them whenever you like. So, without further ado, let's get to it. <laughs> Today we are joined by Chrisica Harper. She is the student academic, student academic planner at Concordia University of the American Southwest Conference. Um, she uh, does a lot of other things that we'll get into later on in the show, but thank you for joining us, Chrisica, and how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm doing great. So one of the first questions I want to ask you today is to give me a summary of, you know, your journey to where you are right now. So give me some background on your education, work experience. And then I heard you got a little bit of game on the court, too. So talk about your <laughs> experience, too. Yeah, I got a little bit. So I'm at Concordia University, Texas, which is in Austin, Texas. So I am in uh, Texas, and I'm an academic planner. And so what that means, uh, some students or some universities call it academic advising. So similar to academic advising, we are working with students, helping them choose the appropriate classes, making sure they get through and matriculate through the university. And of course, even through classes, even with classes, they're, they're talking to me about a wide variety of things. So whether it's time management and, and we're at Concordia, we kind of do a holistic de holistic development. And so I'm talking with them about quite a few different things. Gotcha. Okay. So um, about your role as a student academic planner, you know, how are you able to assist students on campus? And, you know, what's that process? Mm -hmm. And so I oversee or my student population is arts and sciences, as mm -hmm. well as, of course, theater and, and music is within that. And so I'm with them quite often in, in terms of one on one. I do some other programming as well through Generation One program that we have and a developing scholars program that we have. And so I'm involved quite a bit around campus. So I try to connect them with as many resources as I can. Gotcha. So do you take any different approaches with the student athletes that you may work with or is it sort of mm -hmm. the same process? Mm -hmm. I think the difference with student athletes for me is that time. They, they're they're so they're committed to a sport and, and that sport can range upwards of 20, 25 hours plus sometimes depending on, on what you're doing, whether you're working out or even doing your individual stuff. But with them, it's a lot of focus on time. Number one, number two, identity, the other areas and skill sets that they have. And so I try to talk to them a lot about, hey, what else are you doing outside of your sport? Just the little micro conversations, whether it's, hey, do you want to come to this event on campus? Has nothing to do with athletics. Hey, do you want to come to see this speaker? Or, hey, come with me. I want to introduce you to somebody. So just trying to put other people in their lives besides their, their coach. And sometimes coach is like a mom or coach is like a father. 
and and they've been doing that for so long. So I think I work on trying to introduce them to other people and other ideas and, and introduce them to other concepts and other or other talents, other interests that they that they may not even know they have. And so that's how I try to differentiate my approach with the student athletes. Talk about how important that is, because I feel like yeah. you know, having those connections and even just getting, you know, experience in a lot of different things is huge in terms of, you know, learning what you want to do. So yeah. I think for me, it's, it's so important, man. I, I tell people all the time, I changed my major twice. And when I was about to change it again, my dad was like, that's it. You got to get <laughs> you got to get out of there. That's that's enough. But you you play a sport. I played my sport for so long. I played basketball for 15 years of my life. And after I got out of college, I was still very unsure about who Chrisica was outside of basketball. So my nickname is Spoon. My person I look up to and, and the woman that I adore and who really introduced me to, to wanting to play professionally was Teresa Witherspoon. When I saw her hit that half court shot in uh, 19, I think it was, was it 99, I believe. And when I saw her do that, that's all I wanted to do. That's all I wanted to become. I wanted to do that. I wanted to play that sport. I wanted to be like her. And that still lasted even after I got out of college. And so it took me from 2013, I honestly would say up until last year, even after graduate school, that I was trying to figure Chrisica out, her other skill sets, her other talents. And I think I had that journey so I can help student athletes with that journey now. But no one really talked to me about other things. They may say, do some other things or, or introduce yourself to other people outside of sport. They may say that, but there was no accountability to that. And so it took me a while to figure out purpose and passion and skills and gifting and calling. And so now I want student athletes to just recognize that sooner so they can have the confidence to venture out into other things. For sure. So I want to know how you got the nickname Spoon. And then yeah. I also want to know also, you know, how were you able to figure that out for yourself? You know, if yeah. you have a lot of those resources that you, know, you may give to people now. Yeah. How I figured it out. Wow. After I graduated from college, it was the move home, the, the things that you really don't want to do. You don't really want to mm -hmm. go back home and, and live with mom and did some social work type work after undergrad, which was working at a, a youth care facility in my hometown. And so I thought I wanted to get into social work. And so that was my first kind of stepping out in terms of, OK, let me try to see if I like working with students, which I always did. But let me see if I really want to work with students or do some type of social work. And so I stepped out and I did that, fell in love with it. But what really caused me was chaos, like the chaos of your mind, the, your chaos of your emotions, uh, confusion in terms of where you're going. And chaos kind of pushed me out to venture out into doing other things. Anger pushed me out, confusion, depression, you know, just not knowing what to do. Because I can't say it was a person necessarily. I can't say it was an aha moment. It was confusion and chaos. And for me as a person of faith, now I'm going into prayer like, God, I have no idea what's about to happen. I, you gave me a gift of basketball and, and that gift didn't work out like I thought it was going to work out. So what's going to happen now? <laughs> so it was all of that in prayer. And then I had an experience at an event where I was just talking to some students 
And a lady walked up to me and was like, hey, Chrisica, I've heard a, a couple of things about you. I would love for you to come talk to my students. And I'm like, OK. And so I went and talked to the group of kids and I just absolutely fell in love with it. And so the the chaos and the confusion and the prayer and, and me just being in the right place at the right time uh, really pushed me into now working with students and in education. I think it's so weird, you know, that transition is kind of what I feel like maybe 90, 90 or more percent of the student athletes that, you know, come out of D3 got to deal with, you know, yeah. with me personally, I've, I've dealt with it as well. You know, I just graduated yeah. last May, so yeah. I'm still in that transitional phase where I was like, yeah. you know, committed to track so much. And now it's like, yeah. okay, now it's time to figure out, you know, what's next and, and you know, what some of my interests are, so. Right. It's definitely a process I think everybody can relate to that's in this, you know, in this realm of sport for sure. Right. Um, right. I want to talk a little bit about some of your other roles on campus. Um, you yeah. know, talk a little bit about, you know, what other things you're doing over there at Concordia University. Yes. So the the power of Division Three University, just like with the student athletes, I think it's the same with staff members. You're able to do other things outside of, of just one. And we're a small institution. So I'm a part of a, a development scholars program, which is for incoming freshmen. And the students that are in that program, we've identified are Pell Grant eligible. They may be students of color. They may show that they need some academic assistance. They're coming in academically underprepared. And so they fill out an application and that's kind of how they get in. We select them uh, based on that. And that has just been a blessing. I'm so grateful to serve those students. We meet once a week and a lot of, of workshops and development in terms of their social and emotional learning, time management, study habits, learning skills, all of those things that you want a student to have. We do that every single week. And, and for them to also have a community as well when they're entering into the university. So that's been a blessing. I'm able to do that. I am the campus advisor for Fellowship of Christian Athletes. That is an amazing blessing, being able to help those students with their identity and purpose and what God has called them to do as well. Also a part of a program called Gen 1 and serving Gen 1 students, first generation students. So that's been a blessing. We serve from freshmen all the way up to seniors. So it's all classifications. And and so those are a couple of things that I'm doing. And I'm always kind of bouncing around like, hey, who needs what? What y'all need? I can come. What? Chris is available. And so it, it's been a blessing to be a part of all of those programs. And I truly love just the, the holistic development of students. And then on the student athlete side, a lot of my my population of students that I serve are student athletes. So I have over 100 student athletes that I work with just within my population. So we don't have academic advisors that are specifically focused on student athletes. We all have them within our population. So I serve over 100 student athletes and recently formed a student athlete task force at Concordia. And so we're, we're looking to really grow that and, and make sure that we're doing the, the best we can to help our student athletes be successful. Awesome, for sure. Yeah. Um, so I know you're involved in a lot of things outside of campus as well. You, know, mm -hmm. you have the the court forty, the court thirty one project, yeah. sorry, and things yeah. like that. So talk a little bit about some of your outside involvements as well. Yeah. So court thirty one, I got that name 
Amen number from the scripture in the Bible, Proverbs 31, being a Proverbs 31 woman. And a lot of people talk about that scripture in a way that's focused on how to be a Proverbs 31 wife. But it has a lot of characteristics in it on just how to be a strong woman and a strong young lady and a strong girl. And so I want to use basketball as a conduit to introducing some of those concepts to girls and, and through basketball. And so that's been exciting. So we have girls in the program and we're working on their spiritual development. Of course, their athletic talent, they're coming to Core 31 first because of basketball and then also professional development. So those are the three areas that we work with them on. So that's been exciting. So I have about 10 high school girls in the program right now. So between my full time job, I'm not able to devote a lot of time to it. But I have a solid 10 girls right now who I'm working with one on one on those concepts. And so that's exciting. And then I also have Fates and Grades, I think that you read about on my LinkedIn. And so it's an initiative where we connect under-resourced males, specifically African-American males, with local local barbers to improve their behavior in the classroom and also their academic performance. And so, as you know, I think you got got a fresh cut. You see, I got a fresh cut. Yeah, I cut my own. Keep it cut. Yeah, I've been cutting it myself during the COVID-19. I've been like, oh, okay, let me make sure. I got a little line in here, too. Boy. I see it. I see a little Come something. On. I see it. I see it. No, but the barbershop is a place for all types of conversations, right? I mean, you can probably tell me some funny and crazy and serious and motivating in conversations that has happened in, with your barber or in the barbershop. And so we want to create that connection. Hey, I know my, my young men of color, my brothers, they like to keep a fresh cut. What if if you are doing better in your academics, what if you're growing in your your decision making? Hey, we want to reward you for that with a free haircut. And so I ha- uh, have my one uh, partnership so far with the middle school in my hometown. And so we'll be starting that off in the fall. And so that has been exciting to actually have a partner with the school versus just young men through programs in the community so now we'll actually have a school so that's going to be exciting so we're looking to looking to grow it and maybe one day i can have my own barbershop faiths and grades barbershop where that's the focus so that's actually like my dream wow, okay that's that would be great i think i'm, I'm yeah. all for it for sure <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> so i want to talk a little bit about you know since it is mental health awareness month what yeah. are some of those things that you do to, you know, promote mental health, mental wealth and uh, mental health, yeah. you know, within yeah. life, but also in, you know, the sure. lives of the students that you work with? Sure. I'll start with my students. One thing that I, I really focus on, on the promotion piece, so much information is, is getting told to us, whether what to eat, how to eat, when to eat, you know, what exercises to do. And it's so much information, what we call that information overload, right? Just the intoxication of, of all these these opportunities to, to grow in our health and wellness. But for me, I try to just set an example for them. You know, I try to do a, a thing where every morning I try to connect with this particular student that I'm working with that week or that's in kind of my fold and I'll FaceTime them or Skype them or Zoom them or, or any type of video access that they have. I'll be like, hey, what's up? And I'm like walking on the track myself. <laughs> so I try to do a lot of when I'm in the the movement, when I'm in the space of of exercise or self-care, I try to connect with them in that moment. So they see like, oh yeah, Miss Krisica is serious. Like, yeah, I'm on a track. What you doing? Where you at? You know? <laughs> and so I try to be more of a, a model 
versus just lip service. Mm-hmm. Like I, I tell them all the time, like, hey, go work out or hey, go do this. But if they never see Miss Chrisica doing it or Miss Harper doing it, then they're like, OK, she just running her mouth. But when they see me and I'm 29, you know, they're 18, 19, like, okay, Miss Chrysler could get it in. She's serious, you know. And and so I try to be more so a model for them than, than anything else. And then for myself, I'm one of those people, I enjoy a lot of things and a lot of different things. And I tend to do 50, 60, 70 different initiatives or 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 experiments on myself. Like, I heard this is good, so let me try to do this. I've actually scaled that down quite a bit and try to more so focus on consistency and in the small things. And not right now in this season during this pandemic, I've been doing things in increments, things that I, I try to do an hour and for two hours, I've tried to scale that back a bit a bit. Because it could kind of be a little overwhelming with the amount of time we've had we have right now. So I'm kind of scaling back my my workouts just a little bit and spending a little bit more time in rest right now. So yeah. how's that transition been, you know, being within a quarantine for right now? How's that been for you? How's it been for your work? Things like that. Yeah. One one thing that I'm working on, I'm a little blind, Morgan. One thing that I'm working on. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I'm working on is how to transition mentally while you're in the same space. Because I'm in the house, right? So the house can feel like, okay, bedroom, kitchen, and then work, right? And when I'm off work, making sure I'm off work. Because when you're in an office, you're physically going into the office and you're physically coming back right home and then when you're home now you know you're off work you're taking off your clothes or whatever but how to transition mentally while physically being in the same space is something I'm working on so making sure that when I'm off I'm off making sure that I'm I'm make like wearing professional clothing versus wearing just a regular t-shirt and then you know I'm just not gonna work it's just (laughs) different right just so just getting up fixing myself up even though I'm at home still being active but not being bogged down with activity like I'm not at 24-hour fitness I'm not at planet fitness right now but how can I utilize the resources that I have to still remain active and I think that's a skill set that I believe all of us are are practicing and and growing because in this day and age I need my my dumbbells I need a gym kind of luxury but when we think about it, back in the day, I don't know what back in the day, what year I'm talking about or century, but they didn't have dumbbells. They didn't have Planet Fitness. And they were probably arguably more fit than we are when you think about it. So, so I'm, I'm working on some of those things and some of those mindsets. For sure, for sure. So I got one more question for you before we get out of here. And it is, what is the reason that you chose Division Three in particular? Division three, you know, I played basketball at the division one, at the division two and the division two level. Shout out to Texas Southern, my first university and shout out to Henderson State, my alma mater, go Reddies. And so I can say, Morgan, that I don't know what it feels like to play at the division three level. But what I can say is I remember the transition from D1 to D2. I remember the transition of what people thought and what people said to me, and how people treated me. 
just from the Division One to Division Two. My year is still a, a scholarship. I still had a scholarship at the Division Two level ath- athletically, and but at the Division Three level as a staff member and as an advisor, and then serving these students, I don't think it, I don't think much changes from Division one division two division three in terms of the mindset of capitalizing on the opportunity a lot of people which i don't know the percentages but oh division three i know you're focused on athletics oh you you can't want to go pro i have guys that come in my office today and say miss christica I'm, I'm going to the nba and hey i'm one person that's raising my hand like you going where you going to the <laughs> nba i'm in austin i'm at down the street from UT. It's guys at UT not going. All of them not going. <laughs> right? So my, mentally, I'm like, ooh, I don't know about that. But number one, who am I to say that they're not? But number two, I can still empower and educate them and introduce them to the concept of opportunity. So division three for me is, is opportunity. There's a lot of low-hanging fruit. I know there's different numbers in terms of, of student population, depending on the university at the division three level. But I know for us, you see our president all day, right? Like, I, I don't know at UT, I don't think the president's walking around. You can just see him and talk to him and hang out with him. There's a lot of, I believe, low hanging fruit at the division three level in terms of opportunity, in terms of connection. The culture is not necessarily the, the $50 million that the football team is bringing in. The culture is, you know what, you're, you're here and yes you may have an athletic identity but you're here and you can be successful academically you know that's more of the focus i feel more of the culture i believe all coaches want to win no matter the level but i believe there could there is a, a different culture in terms of maybe how they're assisting their their athletes what they're pushing them towards potentially i don't want to speak for everybody but i think the word is opportunity opportunity to still play big even though it's not Division One, but to still play big. For sure, for sure, I agree completely. Uh, well, Christica, I appreciate you coming on, taking some time to talk with us. Definitely a pleasure. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, see you later. All right, take it easy. <laughs> so that does it for another episode of the Inside D3 Show. Thank you guys again for checking in. Stay tuned for more episodes. We drop them every Wednesday on all of our platforms. Also, stay connected on all of our platforms for any stories that might drop during the week as well. And also, stay locked in for the mascot of the week with Sam V. Rock right after this, and you do not want to miss that. So, once again, I'm Morgan Cheatham. This is the Inside D3 Show, and we are signing off. Welcome to the um, this episode of Mascot of the Week. I'm Sam Vibrock for Inside D3, and today I'm going to spotlight a new um, college mascot from the D3 level. Last week, I did the McDaniel Green Terror. This week, I'm going to do the Haverford College Fords. Now, what what is a Ford, to be exact? Uh, a Ford is not really represented by the university as a like a Ford car or like a or like a Lord Ford or something like that, um, but Haverford was uh, founded by Quakers, um, but is not represented by a Quaker whatsoever. Um, well, the the logo, which uh, had the first uh, official athletic logo, specified logo, in the start of 2012-13 academic year, um, has been pretty much anything you can think of. Uh, now their mascot is a black squirrel. 
Um, well, why is it a black squirrel? Well, some players on the baseball team saw a lot of black squirrels um, in the area of the baseball field years ago. They attribute to the squirrels the characteristics of feistiness, distinctiveness, and en energy, and determination as they wanted their own trademark. By the mid-1990s, the uh, college officially made a decision uh, officially would remain with the Fords, but have referred to would adopt a mascot in the form of a back black squirrel. However, the squirrel costume um, resembled a chipmunk, and the teams would be free amongst themselves on campus to call themselves whatever they wanted. Uh, let it be squirrels, hornets, bees, goats, etc. But most of the people like to refer to it as the squirrels. Um, and there's another, there is actually another D3 uh, school, the Mary Baldwin College Squirrels um, in Ohio, that uh, is a full blown flying squirrel. So this is the only uh, sort of school on the East Coast that would refer to themselves as the squirrels. But their mascot is a Ford. Tune in next week as we spotlight a new Division III college mascot. Most likely we're going to stay on the East Coast because there's a lot more East Coast schools that uh, I want to touch on. So thank you guys for tuning in, and my name is Sam Vibrock for Inside D3.